Hey, this is Aaron, your senior instructor with the only class that teaches dentists how to lead into fire so that they can get more work done in much less time, provide the best service their patients have ever received, and earn a profit while doing so. Today's topic is going to be what we call the IKEA effect and the guidelines that you're going to need to incorporate. I want you to get started uh, right now, so let's do it. The IKEA effect and guidelines. I'm sure you're asking yourself, how in the world does IKEA relate to dentistry? Did you know that the newest guy in the firehouse is responsible for making the coffee and putting the flag out each morning? No? You probably didn't know that, did you? And <laughs> why would you know that? You have no reason to know who makes the coffee and puts the flag out each morning. But the important thing is that he knows it. You see, because his tasks and responsibilities are clearly explained to him, the new guy knows what's expected of him every morning, and he gets it done without having to be micromanaged. Um, it's important to have guidelines and these responsibilities clearly explained not only to him, but to everyone. It's important that everybody knows what's expected of them and that they know how to perform their job correctly. Um, it's equally important that these guidelines and directions are written down, and in this way everybody's following the exact same procedures and they can be held accountable. The guidelines that are collected within um, the Standard Operation Procedures Binder, or the SOP Binder, you're probably more familiar with, um, that's going to be more of a, a permanent collection of, of procedures compared to things I refer to as checklists, and those are going to be out and portable. So checklists and schedules, they, they're going to help your team avoid missing important steps um, when performing both routine and complex, complex tasks especially the newer employees. Some examples of, of our weekly maintenance schedules, um, let's, like firefighters in general on Mondays, we call those brass and glass cleaning day. Tuesdays, we do a thorough supply inventory. And on Wednesdays, we clean the floors and the bays. They're deeply clean. Thursdays is yard day. Fridays is a full apartment medical training. We all get together and do our EMS training on Fridays and then on Saturdays we do a full department firefighting training. Um, Sunday is our day of rest. So these are just some examples of our weekly maintenance schedules. I'm hoping you guys can work on your own weekly maintenance schedules and we're going to get into that in a little bit more detail in here in a second. But the SOPs, they're going to describe each required task exactly how you want them to be performed. And these exact instructions are particularly useful for new hired employees like we mentioned and if these procedures are explained in detail from day one, then the new employee will start performing to your standards from day one. Um, when new firefighters first come into the stations, they're given what we call a rookie book, and it's filled with pictures and procedures and tasks that they're expected to learn. And, and even though I wasn't taught from my binder word for word, I found it to be a, a lifeline when I had questions or when I forgot what I'd been taught, which happened a lot, so I could take it back with me and, and review it on my own time. And it was just good to be able to answer answer these questions or something slip slip by I had a, a reference to go back to. Since I was talking about SOPs I think it's certainly important that you delegate this task to your group leaders. You, you want to have your existing team help you write their own SOPs for the most part. Um, they, After all they, they, they know what's needed on their checklists and they know the best times to do these respective tasks because they're the ones doing them. How do, you, how do they like their drawer organized? When is a good time to service the autoclave or clean the suction tubing? See, people who take part 
in the project are more invested in it than people who are just simply told what to do. And this is what, we, what we're talking about when we refer to the IKEA effect. An experiment was conducted where a group of people assembled various IKEA furniture. And they were asked individually how much their pieces should be priced. Additionally, professional IKEA builders, yes, that's a, that's a real thing, There's professional IKEA builders, they assembled similar furniture and they, they found that the test group, when asked how much their furniture should be priced, all the pieces that the individuals put together themselves were valued much higher than the same pieces that the professionals assembled. In fact, the test group even valued their own furniture higher than the current market price for those same pieces. And uh, what these results emphasize is that the people who participate in a project and are involved in it, in its success, in its creation, value it much higher than if they're just presented with it. Essentially, hard work leads to a love of the final results. And I found these same results with my Marine Corps boot camp and fire academy training also. And the more work I put into succeeding, I realized that I prov provided much more value to the end result. So you remember leadership is an action, right? So the actions I'd like to do to help encourage you guys to, to work towards a, an IKEA effect mentality is to begin putting the SOP binders together by using your team to help you. In fact, the more that they're involved, it's been proven that the more passionate they are about his success. So avoid missing important aspects of daily routines and inventory sheets and complex tasks by creating checklists. And these checklists that you create are going to be especially useful to establish a new hire's routine. You want them to get started off on the best foot, right? You want them to be started doing it how you want them to do it in the end. So the sooner you get them with a checklist and then exactly showing them step by step how you want their job done, the more successful they'll be. Next, we're going to type out the procedures you'd like your team to follow in a step-by-step -step format. Take pictures when necessary, um, include things like opening and closing procedures, phone scripts for the front office with common clinical questions and answers, when and how to clean each piece of equipment, uh, lab upkeep, supply cabinet and drawer organization, insurance procedures, patient follow-up and scheduling guidelines. Um, these are just some examples for your SOP binder. How and when to properly file procedures, how and when to conduct a CAN report, how to speak with patients, um, when to speak with patients, what to ask the patients, etc. So you can come up with a, a bunch of your own additional stuff, but these are just some, some kind of guidelines and get you started on putting this SOP binder together. Um, like we mentioned, have your team members help by typing out step-by-step -step directions or the how to do specific tasks of their job properly. If you want to do the typing or if you have somebody else to do the typing, you know, by all means, you know, feel free to incorporate whoever you feel is most adequate to organize this, uh, this binder, but it's just important that you have your team members be a part of it, and, and they're going to know the step-by-step -step directions better than anybody. They know what works. Mandatory community tasks like cleaning equipment, um, they should all be scheduled and routine and rotated systematically and to prevent miscommunication and to allow for accountability on a whiteboard has I've seen that been used very effectively. So you, on the whiteboard, you can have the task. This would be just for a, a mandatory task that anybody needs to do. Have a, on one column will be the task. Next column will be who's responsible to do it, when it should be done. And then on the, in the fourth column, you'll just have a place for them to initial that when the task is complete. And this, is a, this has been very successful in other dental practices. I've seen it 
in just a kind of in the break room or in a kind of a community area where everybody can see what's required of them that week and if it's been done yet or not. It's, uh, I also want to really emphasize that I want you guys to really find a reason to celebrate and reward your team's hard work. I mean, obviously, we're asking a lot of them, you know, possibly more than more than they're used to, but by involving them, it's really going to make a, a difference in the long run. I mean, you you certainly don't have the time to write all these SOPs out together. I wouldn't I wouldn't expect you to, and, and it's not going to be as effective and as successful if you can get your team on board. They're going to be rewarded in the long run by being a part of this of this SOP binder and especially going to be useful for new hires and new employees or just to keep people accountable and they know what's expected of them and how to do it. So I really want you to find a reason to celebrate and reward your team's hard work for helping you with this. Um, do not forget this part. So it's so crucial to, to let them know that they're doing such a good job and and the fact that they're putting in this extra effort, they really deserve to be rewarded for it. So your team, they've been working hard. Keep them motivated and inspired and genuinely show them that you recognize and appreciate their contributions. It's going to be tough at first. I get it. There's a lot of work involved with creating an SOP binder if you don't already have one. Uh, but these guidelines are going to be extremely, extremely valuable tools and, and you won't regret it. So good work. Keep them motivated, keep them inspired, and keep them involved. We'll see you.